Welcome to Burns of the Lost Pod, uh, a little behind the scenes, out of character podcast I'm experimenting with to accompany uh, the zine. As you can hear, you join me in the snug at the Frog and Burn Inn, or maybe just the cupboard under the stairs at my house here in Hull uh, in the UK. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk or blog about or something without ballooning the zine up to an unmanageable size every issue, and I don't really want to bore you all to death on Twitter because I, I feel like it's the only thing I've been talking about recently. So I thought I'd give this podcasting thing a go. Um, it's just me sat here talking to myself. It feels kind of weird, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't really want the zine itself to get too heavy on kind of meta, out of character stuff. Um, I figure there's going to be kind of a, uh, uh, what do you call it, like a, a letter from the editor, I guess, as the first page each month. But I, I don't want that to to get too big but I've still got all these thoughts in my head so I, uh, I thought I'd try this to, to get them out of there. So here we are, uh, issue one is live, it's out, um, I actually did it. Um, in the end I ended up sending out 30 copies which was um, slightly larger than the uh, than Dirk's Fish Fingers number although I guess he was doing what two at the time so it was still 20 copies more than I was expecting, so I was pretty pleased with that. Uh, and they went off all over the world. Um, most of our players are in the UK, which I guess reflects my, my Twitter audience, but we have uh, a good chunk in America as well, in the United States, um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, a few in mainland Europe as well. So it's going to be fun to see how the uh, postal service keeps up with that. I imagine it's going to be very slow for international players, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I've had some really, really amazing feedback so far. You guys have been great. Um, there seems to be a real buzz about it. I've been getting emails and DMs and my notifications have been going nuts and everyone seems really happy. So at the moment now, we're just kind of in a little period of waiting. Uh, I've got to see how many of those 30 copies that I sent out turned out to be actual participants that get back to me. Uh, I've started to get mail back. Um, I've had a bunch of characters, I've had some first turns, so there's definitely going to be an issue too. Um, I've had a bunch of people that have come and support me on our Patreon as well, which was great. They'll definitely be getting copies. <laughs> um, really what I've decided uh, is everybody that sends a player, sends some turns, they'll definitely get a copy of the next scene, obviously, because the results of their actions will be in there. Anybody that's on uh, Patreon, whether or not they have sent anything that month, they'll also get a copy. Uh, and then it's down to everybody else, basically. I'm going to see if I can keep the print run at around about 30 copies um, for the time being, just for my own costs and uh, and the, the sheer amount of time I spent folding and stapling things. Um, so we'll see. So yeah, anybody that sends in a turn, anybody that's on Patreon, and then I guess just anybody that's asked with a slight preference for people that were already in on issue one and people that just missed issue one uh, and still wanted a copy because of course when I tweeted that there was one left, that there were none left, then a bunch of people got in touch. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I've been really, really impressed with the quality of the characters and the backstories that I've been seeing. Um, so... The concept for Burns of the Lost God is super simple. There's an arena, it's kind of magical, it's possibly got a bit of uh, ancient evil to it. Uh, people 
you know, the general public are thirsty for a good blood sport in a kind of Roman Colosseum kind of way. So there's battling and gambling and there'll be smack talk and bragging and backstabbing in and out of the arena. It's such a simple idea and it's not even mine. It's it's stolen pretty much whole cloth from the old Gladiator's Gazette that uh, Dirk was telling us about in the Grognad Files and in the Grogzine. Uh, I got the Grogzine a few months ago when I first became a, a patron of his and uh, when I read that article I thought yeah, just a light bulb went off and I thought, I could do that. I, I've been I've been wanting to run a, an actual personal play-by-mail game for ages. It's long been an idea in the back of my head. Uh, I've played in a lot of play-by-email games. Um, I always just thought this kind of the added... Um, I like the physicality of the mail. I like the kind of... It, it's almost kind of... I'm hesitant to say it, but it's kind of romantic. It's like you only ever get... Like, as an adult, you don't get fun mail, really, do you? You get, you get bills and you get junk. Um, <laughs> so I like the idea of getting something interesting in the mail, you know? Um, and I like that it's it's real and handmade and you can see that somebody's worked on it. And Yeah, that just... That really appeals to me. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that setup, the arena, was such a perfectly, you know, perfectly neat, encapsulated setting, it's not too big, it's not too small. So um, I went for it, made the arena, wrote up the little city to support it, got it all down and laid out, and to get back to my original point, like this podcast is like, what, six minutes at this point and we've already strayed well off the point. The point is that I envisaged this kind of sword and sandals arena gambling concept. Um, but the characters and the backstories and stuff and the, the actions that you guys have sent in already, it's already going off the rails. It looks like <laughs> I've got traders and I've got merchants and, and thieves and magicians and I, I don't want to spoil any of this, but we've got so many people already intent on doing other things uh, outside of the arena. I mean, we've got battles lined up, so we're, we're going to see some blood spot. <laughs> But there's already people embracing the, the wider city. Um, but yeah, it looks like life in Ruxfoot's going to be a bit more than, than just the arena. And that, that's that's great. I'm envisaging this and I'm hoping it ends up as kind of an inverse Western Marches. Um, I'm sure you guys know about the Western Marches. The, the conceit of a Western Marches style campaign is that there's a town that is completely unimportant. It's it's just a safe place, a base. All the adventure happens out to the west. You go, it, it's kind of a hex crawling kind of idea. And there's a there's a real hard rule that you don't do any adventuring in the town. The NPCs are completely faceless. You're essentially buying your gear from a catalogue. It's it's just a place to coordinate with the other parties, with the other players before you set out. And really. I feel like Bones of the Lost God is going to be the reverse. It's very much an urban setting. The city is where the action is. The outside of the city is unimportant. Maybe once in a while you get sent out by uh, Mixile to hunt down beasts for the menagerie. Or you guard a merchant caravan. Or... I don't know. Who knows what's out there? I mean, I know a little bit of what's out there. But <laughs> it's, it's not super important. The setup and the resulting impact is on the city. What you're doing is because of the city and its politics and its story. There is a world out there that I'm slowly thinking about, 
it's kind of nebulous and I'm making a real conscious effort to only add to it when there's a solid connection to something that's going on in Ruxford. So that's the aim, is that we, we stay in the city, but the, the city itself is the life and soul of the, the game. I had thought that the arena was going to be the life and soul, but looking at the turns that I'm getting back, it's it's going to be one of many diversions, I guess. So, kind of cool. Um, which reminds me, talking about hooks and stuff, uh, someone on Twitter, uh, I think it was Zoo, said there, said there was a lot of hooks in issue one. Yeah, kind of. There's a few, and they kind of came up naturally as I was writing it. I had a lot of fun writing classified ads for the uh, for the Frog and Bone notice board. I wrote probably about twice as many as are in issue one, and a bunch got cut. Um, so they'll keep going. Um, and I tried to convey a little bit of the rivalry between the existing arena guilds. I, I don't know how deep the stories with the NPC guilds are going to go. That's really up to the players, that's up to you guys. If you want to make their own guilds, or if players join the NPC ones, starting their own little turf wars, I don't know. There's a decent sized roster of NPCs, um, there's a few more personalities that will be revealed in issue 2 and 3, um, but really they're there to fill the gaps in between the players. Um, they can come into the far or they can fade into the background depending on how things go. I mean, really, the whole thing is a bit of an experiment, so we're going to see. Um, on that theme of experimentation, uh, another thing I haven't quite settled on is how frequently I'll be mailing things out. I really want it to be monthly. Um, in a perfect world, I'll get mail from players throughout the month, spend maybe the last or the third week of the month writing up the next issue, and then be posting out copies at the beginning of the following month, because that will line up nicely with when I get paid monthly, <laughs> so I can pay for all the photocopying and postage and stuff. I'm, I'm not thinking that there's going to be a huge amount of individual mail between me and players outside of the zine. There'll be some, um, particularly for players that are doing, um, doing things in secret. And I think there might be a little more right now at the beginning where we're just still solidifying character concepts and making sure our character sheets uh, line up and, and what have you. Um, but even so, I'll probably be posting that out along with copies of the second zine. So, yeah, it does mean that things are going to be slow. Um, so you'll just have to stick with it for that, hopefully. Um, the very nature of post means, yeah, it, it, it is going to be slow. Um, but also that that's for my benefit. I don't want to throw up my arms and yell fish fingers too soon. Um, and keeping it Keeping it slow, keeping it more or less monthly is going to help me with that. If I end up at a point where I'm having to write backwards and forwards every week, I can see myself burning out on it much quicker. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's where we're where we're at and where we're going. Um, I've got a few comments on the artwork and the production. Most of it positive. Um, yeah, actually all of it positive, and the rest of it constructive, so that was great. Um, I got some tips on binding that I'm going to try out. Um, I made the switch at the last minute to A5, the booklet format. It was originally just A4 double-sided sheets. Um, switched to A5 because I think it looks much nicer as a finished physical item. Um, and I'm thinking about what to do about... Re I've had a lot of people asking for copies of issue 1 after I'd 
already sent them all out. So I'm thinking about reprints and PDFs and web stuff. Um, I really wanted this to be an entirely physical and entirely postal thing, um, but I feel like I might be softening on that a little. So we'll see. Um, it might be that I put PDFs up somewhere, um, either on a website that I'll make or through RPG Now or something. Just um, pay what you want, you know, free but pay what you want. Um, I haven't 100% decided what I'm doing there. And if I do ever put PDFs up online, I think what I'll do is um, have them have them delayed so that people that are playing by post are always up to date and, I don't know, maybe a lag of three issues or so, so they're kind of quarterly on the internet. I don't know, if you've got any firm opinions about things like that, let me know. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, thanks for playing along, thanks for supporting this crazy idea. I, Other than the big commercial folks um, that are still doing the kind of computer moderated stuff, I. I've not heard of anybody doing this. I'm sure there must be people out there that are doing this, but I don't know where they are. Um, it's all a bit of a crazy experiment. So I want to thank you all so much for uh, all your kind messages and your retweets and uh, the turns and characters that you guys have been sending in. I want to say a massive thanks to everybody that's supporting me on Patreon. That is a huge, huge help. Um, it was actually surprisingly expensive to put out issue one. I mean, the, the end result wasn't too bad, uh, like sort of pair issue, it comes to about, I think, uh, £2.75 once I averaged out all of the printing and postage all over the world and stuff, um, pair issue. Um, so that's what, let's say £3, that's maybe $5 or so, which is, yeah, not bad. So. It's not bad pair issue, but it's, it was kind of shocking the first time I went to the post office. Uh, so yeah, massive, massive thank you to everybody that signed up on, on Patreon. Uh, and who uh, the players that have been sending me their, their own postage, their own envelopes and stuff, that's been sending in turns, that's going to make a huge difference. I'm still really committed to this being free for everybody that wants to be involved. Um, but certainly the... The, the money that you've sent through Patreon and PayPal and stuff has been massively, massively appreciated. I, like I said at the beginning of this, I, uh, I envisage sending out ten copies and getting, <laughs> getting almost no response. And to have you guys supporting me and uh, the demand for issue one uh, was incredible. So that's really great. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna lightly edit this and then. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to edit this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw this up on the internet. I'll tweet it out. Uh, I'll see if I can get it listed in iTunes and stuff. I don't know. Um, it would be nice to do these once in a while when I've got kind of behind the scenes things to say. Um, so yeah, as always, let me know what you think. I'm uh, Rumors Matrix on Twitter. You can always grab me there. Uh, my DMs are open to uh, anybody, so you don't even need to follow me if you don't want um, yeah, let's just uh, see how this goes. Welcome to the grand experiment, and I will uh, perhaps record another one of these uh, next week. Thanks for listening, guys.